Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome again to New York Talk. Uh, preseason's getting seriously underway now as we have two more friendlies under the belt, plus preseason uh, tour of Hungary as well. So we're going to talk about that as we, as the players have run through some serious heat so far uh, this preseason. As we will do our best to sit in the heat and talk about Rotherham United for a bit. Um, we've got the same guys last week, so we're going to start with Mick. Hi, Mick. Hello. You're, right. uh, you're not built for this heat, are you, mate? No, I'm not, mate. I'm not, says he. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, Ben's back with us. Ben's still got a pot on his arm. Uh, ben, you are yeah. much more suited to this heat, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> You're okay. Um, and Danny, 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 Danny is with us again, mate. How are you dealing with the, this little heat wave we're having? Um, I've currently got two fans on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which, which is which is at least one more than this podcast got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been a busy week for Rotherham. Uh, like I said, there's some transfers to talk about, uh, a couple of friendlies, which we'll talk about as well. So we'll get straight into this. No bother with England chat this week. We ain't going to bother ourselves with that, thankfully. Um, so the, we played two games in two games. Two games in two days is what I meant That's to say. Better. I don't think it came out like that, did it? Um it's a 2-2 draw away at Rochdale and a 3-1 win away at Harrogate in consecutive nights. Rochdale will be the first one. Uh, Danny, you went to the Rochdale game. Uh, if anybody wants to yes. see the report, it's on New York Talk. You will be able to see Danny's report on there. Um, nice to go back. Wow, how many days after that horrendous day in 2020? Oh, it was about, about 500 days since we last <laughs> went to Rochdale. Something like that. But yeah, it were uh, <clears throat> it was just nice to be on a proper away day because I mean I mean we were away at Parkgate but it's not a proper away mm. day. Um but me and my went me and my mate went across on the train which was a Titanic effort. <laughs> the amount of, the, the amount of juggling we trained you have to do around Manchester is ridiculous. <clears throat> but um a bacon was saved by an Uber driver who got us to Rochdale station for the uh, for the train home that actually got us home 
So we didn't have to get back to Sheffield about half one in the morning. So we got back at about 10 to 12 instead, which is much better. <laughs> Some serious commitment for a friendly, I'll tell you, mate. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 2 0 down, pretty, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, again, we've not seen this, so I'm going to come to you a lot on this, Danny. Um, it sounded like a pretty poor performance overall from Rob, saved with a couple of heroics at the end. I, I, is that how you would sum up the performance as well? Yeah, I'd say um, we were very off pace to start with. I mean, it's only a pre-season friendly and mm. people have been saying don't look too much into it, but you can sort of say we look really tired and I think that's a mixture of the heat and just coming back from Hungary. Um, so it's, it's one of them things where you can't blame them for being mm. off pace in hindsight, but at the time, now that you're, you're back watching them, you just want to like, come on, just get into them. Get into them and score early. Um, but Nil-nil half-time wasn't too bad, I guess. I mean, we were we weren't the better team. Rochdale were far mm. better, but at least with nil-nil, it's like a bit of optimism for the second half. And then they get a penalty. Oh no, they score a second one. Oh no, let's just go home now. We've had enough. Let's just go home. <laughs> um, but now Chiwog Benny came on, changed the game completely. He's going to be a force in League One next season because he has that ability to come on and just flip the game on its head mm. straight away because he went through their defence like they weren't there, won the free kick, which new signing Shane Ferguson assisted from. Uh, we'll get on to him in a bit. Um, and, yeah, it completely changed the game. So, yeah, we played poorly, but you can take one positive from it in that when we've played poorly, we have that character to still grind something out of it which you could say is quite promising for League One if we want to get out of it again. Yeah, it is, definitely. Uh, was it a 4-4-2, the formation, did you know? Um, I think we started with a 4-4-2, but by the end of the first half, it looked more like a 5-3-2. Mm. Because there was, um, I think Matic was playing centre-back, uh, left-sided centre-back at one point, and then Miller was wing-back. Because so, at times it was like, what formation are we playing? Mm. And everyone who were sat around me was just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a five, sometimes yeah. it's like a four, I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested in formation. None of us went to the Harrogate game. We watched, me and Danny watched it on, uh, on, that, on the worst camera angle ever. So again, it was impossible to tell the formation. But according to Paul Davis's advertising, it was, that was a 3-5-1-1, so 3-5-2 effectively. Mm. So it's interesting for me. I, I'm, really, I can't, I'm really interested. One of the most interesting things so far of pre-season, because not many signings, is the formation. Ben, we talked a lot, a lot, a lot on this podcast last season about formations. I am a massive fan of 3-5-2, 5-3-2. I think it gives you so much flexibility. It's a lot more attacking than people think. Where are you sitting on the formation, Ben? Or are you just like, waiting wait until we get in? Where, where are you sitting on that? Uh, it's hard to see where all players are at because you don't know who's improved, who's gone down. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's, it's so hard to tell because the formation that I like is the one that fits all the players we've got. Fits all the players we've got. I don't really see how Trio fits into the three-five-two. True. Do you know what I mean? And he's one of our best players, I think, and one of our biggest threats. And I don't really want him bench for me for 45 minutes but he might be able to play that right wing back role it's so hard having not seen him play in the flesh mm. uh so long but i liked it last season especially with woody in that middle mm. middle middle at, three. Uh, middle at three but if crooks goes 
you know, I'm saying, do you still play that formation? Because who's your attacking midfielder? You know what I mean? Who's going to sit behind the striker or going from uh, one at three in the middle? So I liked it with the players we had last year, but I can't really comment on this year. Okay. I mean, with League One, there might be a bit more flexibility in terms of having att- more attacking fullbacks. It would have been pretty scary in Championship to play Chiu and, and Mikel Miller as your two wing backs. In League One, can we maybe get away with that? Because the, we're, we're going to be playing against teams. We, we know this from last time, Mick. How many times come in and sat in New York and frustrated us? And, we're, and when we were playing 4 4 2, it was impossible to break them down. We just really struggled. We can. In maybe not against the bigger teams, but we can maybe afford to go a bit more aggressive with our wing backs if we choose to go that formation. Yeah, I mean the key the key position in in, in that uh, that formation is wing back, as you point out. Yeah. Um, and, and looking at what we've got at the moment, we haven't really got any wing backs, any out and out wing backs. You know, you know we know where Zardin can do it, but that's not really his game. Joe Matic can do it, but it's not really his game. If you were to play those two as wing backs because they can they can perform that role, then it cuts down your options in midfield. Of, can Harding perform that role? Yeah, I think I he can. Think yeah. can. You really can get up down that wing for ninety minutes. He's well, a big did. body. He's a big body. I don't think he, he can get up down for ninety mm. minutes. He, it's, it's, a lot of weight it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being. Listen, it's not like he's. No, no, he's not bad. Yeah, he's he's good weight. I don't think it must be hard. I think he's more of a defensive right back. I think he's very good at what he does. I don't. I, I just don't think wing back is. Which, which is exactly the point. It's precisely the point. I mean, he did play that role. He did play the the, the wing back role quite a bit last season, and 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 he doesn't. You're right. It doesn't really suit him. It's a makeshift. Position for him, and likewise with Joe Matic, he's not a wing back particularly. Yeah, he can put a ball in and he's reasonably quick, but he's not a wing back in the true sense of the word. So, I don't know. Well, I don't yeah, know. I think he is. He's all right. Yeah. Do you remember that, that game last season good. against Stoke? I know yeah, that Tyrese Campbell that, yeah. was very, very quick, yeah, but it looked like Matic were running backwards for about yeah, 30 seconds. So I'll, take back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take that back then. Um, yeah. As, as Ben says, you know, it's difficult to know how the players have progressed um, pre-season. I, I, I'm interested in Mikel Miller, really mm. interested in him because um, I think he's got definitely got the potential to be a really, really good player, a really good player and a real threat. But I don't see him, or I don't, I'm not aware of him pulling any trees up last season at Northampton. Um, he's very much an attacking threat rather than uh, a wing-back, in my view. So, we just don't have the personnel to fit that system, I don't think, in those two c- crucial roles of wing-back. Mm. I'm waffling now, to be honest. But, Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, any defence? Uh, two, two goals were considered. Danny, one were a penalty, one were not. Um, I'm, I'm led to believe that the pe- Rochdale penalty was soft. Uh, I, I mean, I, I thought it was personally. Um, but... From where, from where we were in the stand, it looked like Matic barely touched him. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was more of a, his leg was out and he sort of like fell over his leg. Rather mm. than yeah, Matic making contact with him, he made contact with Matic and then got the penalty. Mm. Um, but I had a look on Rochdale's gallery for the game uh, earlier today. Or was it yesterday? No, yesterday, sorry. And they've got a picture of the moment the penalty's 
effectively awarded and Matic does have his arm round <laughs> round the rock round it Rick Beasley. Rick Beasley there number nine, I think. He yeah, had, yeah, he had his arm round so. his middle, so it's like, okay, it might have been a penalty then. I might have to <laughs> concede that one. Um but their second goal it it it, it really showed a little bit of weakness, I think. Not mm. not like on the far right hand side where Harding is, but like that right centre back side. Mm. Is the uh, their number ten got the ball, went forwards, dragged our right centre back wide, played it back across the box, and it were a goal. Nothing mm. Victor could do about it. So it, it were a little bit of a weakness there, but I think at that point we still had some of the young players at the back. I think Jake Hull was still on, okay. uh, and, and he got dragged too wide. And then when Inekwe came on, we looked a lot more solid defensively. So you could put that down to experience at the back yeah. as well. But like we're saying with the whole Matic playing as a wing back, I think he can do it if he get uh, to get forward. He's sort of quick enough, but I think he panics trying to get back. And mm. I think that's one reason he gave the penalty away because he was coming, trying to come back to defend from being in an advanced position and then just panicked and just gave the penalty away. Mm. So that might be one reason we've signed Ferguson because when he came on, it were a lot better down that left-hand side. Mm. Matic has, got, has got that in him where he'll just do something really stupid that doesn't make sense to anybody else, but he's just panicked and done it. <laughs> um, like, like when he um, nutted... Ivan Tony, a couple of seasons. Yeah, ago. that's true. It, it was just doing what we all wanted to do, though, weren't it? To be fair, he just lived. He was yeah. living the dream. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't even think that was yellow, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned Shane Ferguson. Let's talk about Shane Ferguson. Uh, Mick, it's a solid player. I, He's one of them players I've been fully aware of for a while. He's played for Northern Ireland. I watched. I like not watching Northern Ireland play. Their internationals are very entertaining. He's a typical Northern Irish player for me. He would be very, very, very hard working. Pretty good technically. He, he ticks a lot of uh, he ticks, ticks a lot of the Rotherham United boxes in terms of what we want in that type of player. Yeah, and one of, one of the things he ticked, one of the boxes he ticks that you've not mentioned there is experience. Mm. Um, you know, he's thirty years old, so he's, he's still sort of he's still just about at the peak of his career in terms of fitness. He's, he's got quite a few years ahead of him uh, to play. But he's got that experience, the international experience, the, the, the championship experience as well. Um, and that, that's vital because we have got a reasonably young squad. You know, with mm. the exception of, of Woody and maybe Joe Matic, everybody else, they're pretty young really. There's not, you know, so, so, so that, that is certainly going to benefit us. And if he fits the mould, um, which it sounds like he does very much so from his, from his, from his past experience, then, um, then yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, good, good signing, good signing, and and uh, you know it might remove a little, little bit of that panic that we've not spent millions yet. So yeah, it's a free transfer, Danny, and it's, it, it, so he played left wing back against Rochdale. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he came on in the second half, um, improved the left side a lot, a lot more, um, and. I know, I know it sounds bad, but he's a lot shorter than I thought he was going to be. Not <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that. Because you, you, I, look, I watched his uh, his interview and it's like, he it could be quite a tall bloke, but he's mm. more of a compact player. He's definitely more of a, um, a left-sided midfielder than he is uh, left-back mm. like, in terms of body shape. 
and uh, yeah. and his pace. But on on the left side, he did really well. He got into good areas. Uh, he put a lot of good balls in the box, including the uh, the free kick which Icky headed in. Uh, and then in the Harrogate game, we started and was a threat down the left side again. So he might be um, possibly a starting left sider and then Miller comes on for him and, or mm-hmm. vice versa. So I'm just looking forward to see what he does in League One. And like Mick says, he's got experience. He's got uh, a lot of experience in the Championship. He's got a bit of experience in League One with Millwall. And then topped up with being an international and a bit of Premier League experience too. So mm. it was quite an exciting player, and let's see what he does. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with that. It's first real sign. I was know we got um, mm. the third choice keeper who did play against Harrogate, which is our first real signing. Um, it takes, like Danny says, Ben, it takes pressure off Warney a little bit because before that, you're getting a lot of worry. A lot of worry. I suppose to an extent, it's fair that we haven't signed anybody. But, it's, but it, again, it's a sign that's ticked every box. But the thing is, I don't, I don't understand this norm of you have to sign players. You don't. If you, if the manager is happy, you don't have to. There's this norm of feeling like you have to go out and sign players, and it's just that's just. Do you know what I mean? It's just not yeah. right. Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't get it. Um, if he signs one player and we go up, no one's gonna I, mean, I don't. I don't then. think we're finished. So, I I don't care. If he's happy with the squad. He's been with the squad long enough that mm. he's happy with the squad. So, I, yeah, I'm not worried at all. You're, you're right, Ben. It is a norm, and, and, and you know, you, you, all these clubs, and you see the sports all over social media about, you know, we, we've signed so-and-so, we've signed this, we've made this signing, we've made that signing. Clubs don't learn. You don't have, like Ben says, you don't have to make all these signings. But just because you come into a bit of money or whatever, you splash it all over the place. You start splashing cash and... Buying players for the sake of buying it. If, if, if Paul Warren and his team have proved anything, it's that they are meticulous in the research that they do. And yeah, they're going to make some mistakes. Yeah, they're going to sign some howlers because that's just the that's the nature of the beast. But they ain't going to be you know they ain't going to be signing 150 players, 67 of which are howlers like Steve Evans did. You know what I mean? Thing they're, is, they're well, when do they do the research howl- and work, when they do sign howlers, it's not going to lose club five million. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm with Ben on this definitely. You know, if we'd not signed anybody, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be running around the street, screaming and shouting and panicking, um, because I put my trust in them. I, I trust them. I trust them to do what, what's right for the club. I, th- I think there's a basis of a, of a really good team. You've got probably ten to fourteen players there who are very good League One players. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, we lack a lot of depth. You, you look at the, the teams that mm. played against Rochdale Harrogate, there were a lot of kids. And it's a good sign that we're playing kids. I, I'm, I'm happy mm. with that. But if we came, got to day one of the season and this was what we had, we we're already showing how weak we are in defence and not performance-wise, depth-wise. We've got Tilton, Angus McDonald out and we're going to struggle. Icky came off against Harrogate with, with, uh, with feeling his groin. I assume it's nothing. I assume it was precautionary. But all it takes is something like that, and we are deep in the mire in terms is, of in terms of depth. How is how is there so many injuries? I don't know. It's a it's a non-contact sport. I, uh, it's just it baffles me how many injuries there is. I don't know. What, 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 no what, what's the one day? What I'd like to do one day is get a sports scientist on. And physio with you, and then we can talk about it with you. Because I don't, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Players do get injured, don't they? 
Yeah, but like, it's a non-contact sport. Like, how did it get so many injuries? I don't. Yeah, you, don't you don't. You, you don't pull your groin and you don't pull your hamstring from contact. Yeah, but how, how are they? It's so many. That's what's baffle. It's just. It makes me. Well, I don't know. It's two. It's so many. Yeah, it's the same don't... people. And we and we don't know what Angus Mendel's injury is yet. That's still been kept. We don't know what Tilt's injury is yet. He was back on field again today. I he was back on field again today. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, he sounded like he got his leg amputated, and now he's back on field. <laughs> it's really like, what, what's that, going yeah. on? Oh, I just he baffles me. Like, what's going on here? Is he running? Is he not? Like, come on. He's uh, really crossed that Paul Warren described it as a severe hamstring injury, and it's not severe. I'm not crossed. I'm just baffled. <laughs> like, I can't figure out why, and it's amazing. He sent a strongly worded email to the club expressing his disgust. Um, we're short. We're short in depth in a few areas. Central midfield, Bandan Bali is just going to be a superb midfielder in the league. One, Jimmy Lindsay is going to be a superb. Beyond that, we then look. We then, we then look. We look wild. Why? Yeah, wilds. Yeah, we look. There's no. There's no depth there. At right, right hand side of defence, you've got Wes Arden. That's it. At minute, if you're playing five at back, if you're playing five at back, you can um, play wing backs, aren't you? Yeah, but you're still lacking in numbers, aren't you? That's all I'm saying. I'm not worried in terms of those, four, let's say, 14 first-team players. I have no worries about their quality. They're top, for me, they could get us into top six. But all it takes is a COVID, out, a COVID outbreak where a couple of players get COVID and they're out, they're out for 10 days. You know, a stupid red card, which Woody might do by tripping a player over or something like that. We Joe need a few more bodies. Will. Joe Massick headbutting somebody again. No. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the only thing that's worrying me. There's no quality issues at the minute. It's just a depth issue. Yeah. But again, you're right. You're right. What you said, Mick, it's got to be the right sign. I don't want to see and bring in five players who are clearly not going to play. They're just bodies. They've got to give something to the team. Uh, but that makes it difficult because we've got a good team. So to then improve upon what we've got and not make them just numbers for the sake of numbers is difficult. Um, adding to the mix it's the strangest and quietest transfer window that literally anybody's ever seen it's just yeah nobody's got any it's money. interesting that's why well, exactly that's why <laughs> got money, they? it's still waiting for it to filter down the, this ben, the ben Arsenal Ben White to, to Brighton's going to have a big impact because then Brighton will sign a couple of players from Championship for a bit of money then that'll filter down to League One it's just a matter of filtering down and waiting for it to happen uh, Covid's really really not helped other than Ipswich and Wigan, I don't think many people have signed anybody in this league. And the other reason they've signed people is because they've got new owners who've injected money into them. It's like um, <clears throat> we saw the rumblings on Twitter of all the Ipswich fans going, oh, Matt Crooks is going to come to us because we can pay mo- we can pay more money than you. And it's like, lads, it's not about who can pay the most money. That's not how, well, yeah. it's not how football at this level works anyway. Mm. Because Ipswich yeah. have been splashing the cash for however many seasons and they still finish 10th. So... Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the reason they have to spend money because they've been finishing tenth, well, around tenth season after season, whereas we've come down, brought in the right players, and gone back up again. Mm. So, and I know people like to have a go at our recruitment side of things, but you have to admit it works for League One. Oh yeah, you know, it's like it's right. like last time in League One we brought in about what was it, twelve players. We lost, we lost 17 like and brought in 12, something yeah. like that. But we've come down this time and the only players we've lost are the ones we've released, loans going back, and then Clark and potentially Crooks. So that's not a, a big issue. Like you say, we've yeah. got 
quality in this team that we've been able to keep together so far. But we just need to just back it up with people who will not only improve the team and challenge them to do better themselves, but also if one of the starters gets injured, we've got a good be uh, we've got a good backup at the same time. Yeah, hundred percent. And to be fair, you know, I tell you something else as well. You look at some of the big names that have gone from our club over the last last couple of three seasons. Bear in mind, we are Rotherham United. We've all supported Rotherham United for a long long, long time. We are now selling players for million pound plus money. We've never done that. We've never been close to that. We've never been close mm. to even half that in the past. But we're, we're selling players for two million pounds, two and a half million quid, a million and a bit possibly for Matt Crooks it sounds, it sounds like. Plus we're putting sell-on fees in there as well. You know, this is not Rotherham United territory. This has never been Rotherham United territory. And the only reason it is is because of the work that's been done at the club by by Paul Warren and his team. Look at the loan players that have come out as well. You've got Vodak, who's a Premier League goalkeeper. Yeah. Izzy Brown, yes. who should have gone on to do greater things. He's but... his mm. Achilles again, hasn't he? I know. Oh, God. Uh, listen, he should have gone to play Premier League, uh, starting in Premier League. Kiefer Moore yeah. scored in the mid-tournament a couple of weeks back. Semi Ajayi were one of our loans. Do you know what I mean? Initially, yeah. Like, mm. this has got such a good uh, system. It's, it's imagined. I, I can't speak for history because I'm quite young. But, like, it, it doesn't sound like we were like this in the past. Like, I'm glad I yeah. was born when I was born. No, we weren't. We weren't. Um, no. and, and, you know, it's it's really, really important. But this this is this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. If, if we can maintain... The culture that we've got at this club and the staff and, and and the core of the staff that we've got there. This is just the beginning, and I mean the, the last eight years have been fantastic for the most part. You know, it's certainly been a roller coaster, literally. Um, mm. But this is the beginning. I'm telling you now. While ever these people remain in charge. Okay, I like positivity, mate. Um, Come on. <laughs> We might as well talk about Crooks. I've mentioned him. Um, the fee is rumoured to be around, around 1.5 million in total. And you've got to assume there'll be an add on in there because there always is when it comes to Roman United selling players. Um, it, on paper, it sounds like it's not a lot of money, but you've got to bear in mind he's in the last year's contract. COVID has, massive, has had a massive impact on valuation of players. If you, if you take COVID out of this situation, you, you get at least another half a million for Crooks. But you've got to take that into account. It's all right saying, well, I'll just don't sell him then. That's that'd be silly to do that, um, and it's not. Be, not only would it not, probably not be right for Rotherham, it would certainly wouldn't be right for the player to turn it down for, for a few hundred grand. And I think that's, I think it's the club do right by their players as well as the club. More importantly, the club obviously. Um, but that um, Danny one point five ish um, is the rumor. Do you think that's well, that based on what you just said? Do you think that's about value? Um, I'd, I'd say, given the current time, I'd say, yeah, it's about right. I mean, we could have uh, sold Cruxy for similar money to we did with Volks um, when we got about two and a half million for him. So without COVID, it could be as high as that. But, <clears throat> you know, it's um, it, it, it's a decent profit for us at the end of the day because I think he's got a 20% sell-on at Northampton. Mm. So we could end up owing them about about 250,000. So we're looking at maybe about 900,000 profit on Crooks from a player who was not the best at Northampton and 
you know, not really that much of a of a star man, shall we say, a bit like Michael Smith. But we've like moulded him into this player who's who's big and powerful, but he's also good on the ball. He's good at going forward. He's good at getting back. So we've we've moulded him into this into this player who we paid two hundred k for into a one and a half million player. And I think that um, is quite a um, <clears throat> a good showing for our ethos as a club. You know, we're, we're a club who've got a record transfer uh, payment of 400000 for Ladipo, but a record selling of £2.5 So for a club of our, that size, of our size with big clubs around us, yeah. that really shows how well this team is doing. Mm. Um, but for Crooks going to Middlesbrough potentially, I think it's the right move for him personally. He's still in Yorkshire. He's still got his local connections. He's a very Warnock-style player, in my opinion. Is Crooks? So yes. I think it's just it's perfect for him. Well, Colin will love him, won't he? Oh yeah, <laughs> he will love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It does. I, I like it. It does. It does. It, it likes buying players of us, mate, doesn't it? Every yeah. time we go down, just on sides a couple of couple, we'll have them got going. I'll spend a yeah. couple of million quid on them. It's <laughs> it's just Keep, it just loves Rodham that much. He just wants all our players. It's a gift that keeps giving, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, st- I'm still holding that hope. He's going to send Lewis Wing back the other way as a, as a loney as well, or or something. Um, but there's been no rumours on that, so that's just me holding on hope. I think. Oh, I'm going to be amazing, though. Yeah. I read the other day that he's a free agent now. I, th- I thought his contract was... No, next year. Next year. He's got one year left. Right. If we go back, mm-hmm. if we go up, I don't see why he wouldn't want to come back. Depends, well, depends what happens in this summer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this mm-hmm. season, sorry. Uh, I don't think... He's not, he's not going to play under Warnock, the wing. And that's the thing. He's if you not don't want to play, player. he's not all a Warnock player. He's not all... He's, he's too... He's, he's too much silent ball. Too much of a star. Yeah. That makes sense. It, it too, like too much of a star. Whether he is, whether he is on one is talk, one is talked about that. Where it's not, it, it looks a bit like it, but I don't think he is actually ego type. I don't, he clearly isn't. He wouldn't, be, he wouldn't come to the club in the first place, would he? Um, but on, I can see it looks like that on the pitch. You know, when you see Lewis Wing play football, it looks like a typical ego-driven football because <laughs> that's just how he plays the game. But it's clearly not, that's clearly not the case. So I say otherwise. It, it, one is not going to sign somebody who was just in it for himself, is it? Let's be right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Crooks. Um, ben, Danny's touched on it there, but from the player he was when he came in, it is now a championship player. He is a bona fide championship player. For, what do you reckon? We <coughs> just a battering man when he came in. He weren't technically half the player he is. He just, it was just tall. You know what I mean? He could tall and he just got a bat. Uh, I think it, it shows what our um, most of that training and uh, coaching abilities can do. Yeah, I think 1.5 is uh, generous. I mean, like generous for them, not for us. I don't, I don't think yeah. it estimates his value, but you know I mean, it's certain situations. Uh, but And we went down as well. I think if we'd have stayed up, that had another half a million. COVID probably another half a million million. So, given mm. the circumstances, can't really complain. We're walking away, walking away with nine hundred grand profit. Can you? So. No. And what times when we could do it cash? <laughs> There's another way of putting it. Right, yeah. um, 
I remember I his debut, Mick, uh, against Leeds United in uh, what, 2019, something like that. And he came on, touched the ball, it went three yards in front of him, but just just, just for good measure, he cleaned out one of Leeds players, absolutely clattered him. And it was just like, here we go. I don't care if he can, if he's any good at football. If he's going to tackle like that, we've got a player here. And it's just, it went from yeah. strength to strength. You, you mentioned uh, before before we started recording, uh, you, you, you messaged me earlier on about thinking about some some of our favourite moments with Matt Crooks. Well, that's mine. That hundred percent. That that one tackle, just that that just sums him up. It just sums him up. You know, he's he's full of heart. He's full of passion. He's full of strength. And now, now having spent two years here with, with, with Paul Warren and his team, he's also full of ability as well. He's now a Booker Gen Championship footballer. No, no oh, question what? about that. Genuine Booker Gen. Ah, is that an old? It's an old man phrase, clearly. Genuine and Championship footballer. Answers on a postcard if you've ever heard that before. <laughs> you won't even know what a postcard is, will you? Oh, no. postcard is come on. <laughs> Give that yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pleased for him. Please for him. I, I, for, for what it's worth, I don't think it's enough. Uh, but under the circumstances, I think it's probably all you can expect for, yeah. for all the reasons you discuss. Do we have a favourite goal, Ben? Do you, do you have a little other moment, favourite goal for Crooks? Because he's scored a fair few goals, to be fair. Um, I think that one against Luke Swansea uh, when we lost in that. That was a good goal, that. Loss. Uh, I just remember coming to from be, sort of behind keeper when it sort yeah. of came uh, defender. Sorry, yeah, we're not edge box volley, weren't it? That's what I mean. But he sort of had to come yeah. across defender to. I'm like, oh, don't shoot that. I'm shoot sure that their keeper pulled up a world day against him in all in second half. Yeah, but I just think he's. I hope he doesn't shoot because he's going out the stand and he just went in back in net. I thought, wow, <laughs> he doesn't when he shoots, <laughs> especially when he first got here. It looks like well, this is. This is <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. the man, you know what I mean? And then just goes in the bottom corner. Um, mm. But that's one of the one because that, that would have probably kept us up if we won that game. Well, I can't I believe you've reminded me of that game again. God, here we go. <laughs> you do it every, it's virtually every podcast, Ben. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, you no, no. To be honest, after that game, walking back. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, it wasn't a good day, but it was nice weather. Um, yeah, um, Danny, favourite Crooksy moment goal? What, what do you think? Um, I'll do one for goal and one for moment, but the moment's sort of a goal anyway. Anyway, <laughs> um, favourite goal was against Gillingham in um, miles out. Yeah, from miles because we I was on the um, the scaffolding stand. It's meant to be a temporary stand, but it's just scaffolding and seats. <laughs> yeah, um, and. We were all sat on there, and Crooksy picks up the ball from I can't remember who it was who flicked it past one of their defenders, and he just starts running with it. And we're going, "Keep running with it!" And he just hits it, and it's like, "No, oh, it's gone in!" <laughs> it's um, but my favourite moment has to be when he scored against Lincoln because that's after the whole Jordan Sinner uh, thing happened, and you could just see how much it meant to him. Because all, all mm. the fans in the away end are going nuts and he just collapses because it meant so much to him. So for me, that's my favourite moment, uh, Crooksy moment, because you just saw the sheer emotion on him. And I think that's one reason why he'll always remember Rotherham United, because 
the Jordan Sinner thing happened and he was able to craft this whole uh, charity idea behind it with the um, with the shirts that I've seen at 25 on them at uh, the foundation and then that goal happened so that's cruxy for me that that generous bloke yeah. be a lot of heart and emotion yeah absolutely we could talk about his football ability all day but it's the stuff he's done off the field with the stuff he's gone through while at Rotherham United um, the strength he had to show to come back what we a few days after playing the Ipswich game was one of the most as a fan watching him play it, it took a total emotion away I could only imagine how, how he pulled himself through to play that game but it was obviously very important to him and the, the, like I said the stuff he's done through the Johnson at Foundation will live on as well it's, it's leaving mm. us but it's, it was something we'll all support forever because his Matt Crooks is is our player it, although he's leaving us he will always be a Rotherham United player in our heart in you know, our minds and things like that so I'm going to miss Crooksy. I love, I love a lot about him. I'm going, I'm going to miss him. Uh, but it's football, isn't it? These, these things happen. Yeah. Players leave. Um, and I'm sure what, I'm sure they've got something lined up to come in uh, going forward. So let's move on to transfer incomings. Uh, we've mentioned Shane Ferguson. Um, we had a trialist against um, Harrogate. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the Twitter detectives do their work, Danny. <laughs> I such enjoyed it. It's him. It's him. It's him. No, it's him. And finally, Paul Day with, with, with the, uh, Bobby, Bobby Kamwa um, yeah. from Leeds United. Trialist, under 23. Uh, he did okay for me. I don't, I don't think he did anything outstanding, but he looked strong, decent on ball, quick. Looked like there was something there. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look out of place mm. on, our, on our front line. Um, it was one of them plays where he, look, he look, sort of looks like a perfect backup up front to Smith. You know, because mm. we've got the towering forward that holds it up then we've got the nippy forward that runs past him and and then picks up the loose ball and i think the reason he didn't really um do anything exceptional is because i've been told that he just turned up on the day and, and basically yeah. said right i'm playing for Rotherham." so to say he's done that and then got 66 minutes and he's played really well he, he must be some player at least mm. just to have that ability um, but no, I, th- I thought he did he, he did really well, and it was just a shame that he didn't get a assist and a goal because that would have just mm. capped it off, really, for me. Yeah, it would. Um, I spoke to Oden, oh, from Northern Monkeys, he's a Leeds fan, big Leeds fan, and he knows nothing about him, so he was completely useless. I thought I'd give a mention on yeah, how useless he was to my research on him. Um, I have been able to get a bit of research on him right. from uh, Russ Vernon because he's he watches a lot of Leeds under twenty yeah. threes matches. And he says last season in the Premier League two, is it mm. for the under twenty threes? He played eleven times, three of which were sub appearances, and he scored twice uh, during the season where they won the league. So he's um, he's in and around Leeds under twenty threes, but you never know. A mat alone might do him good at a, a couple of hours. Definitely, it's, it's that age, Mick, twenty two year old. Needs to go play competitive football. They did, like, like Danny mentioned, they did go win Premier League two, which is the effect of the reserve league for Premier League teams. But there's no substitute for playing professional football, especially at the League One. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's from Cameroon as well, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, and Cameroon have, have have got some pedigree, really. You well, know, yeah. In terms of producing some uh, some cracking footballers, um, and 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 grafters hard work, hard working footballers. Which will fit that warning mold as well. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I spoke to uh, my sort of Legion United contact, who, uh, who I work with, and he'd never heard anything either. So, 
Yeah, I mean, on that on that <laughs> basis, I'm not convinced that um, you know he's uh, he's done a massively good job, but he's a young lad. He's a young lad, and uh, and that would suggest he's mouldable as well, wouldn't it? So mm. we'll see see what happens with that one. It's it's one to watch, isn't it? Um, I'm sure there'll be some more irons in fire as well. We'll see. Yeah, um, Ben, I'm going to interrupt you yawning. Um, sorry for keeping you up, mate. Jesus. <laughs> Anything to add on Bobby Camwer uh, trialist? Uh, so I'll, I'll recap for you, mate. You've been asleep, clearly. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't got a Leeds contact. I feel a bit left out. Uh, but uh, is it, what position does he play? What position does he play? Striker. Yeah, he's been asleep. Oh, striker. Sorry, yeah, no, no, striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, two goals in eleven games uh, for Leeds. He's not the best, but then again. Premier League, weren't they? Premier League, uh, two. We're playing against Premier League under nine, under twenty three as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's good. I think the reason that you know I'm saying uh, people Leeds fans might not have heard of them because they're in the Premier League, and you know what I mean. They're not really paying attention to under twenty threes because they're in. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to go down that far. Uh, but I mean, if he's Bielsa, if he's playing for a Bielsa team, then he can't be too bad. I'll be able to. Uh, yeah. can't be. Yeah. I mean, can't be uh, too bad, can he? Yeah. Can't be too dumb, too football dumb. Yeah, he's got he's got a year left in his contract at Leeds, so I I don't know. It's interesting. He's only he's only on trial. He did he did only play one game. He is on trial for a few days. If he plays against Grimsby on Saturday, I think that tells us there is a serious interest. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see if he plays that game or not. Um, the other, the only other transfer room I'm seeing at the minute, and it's a strong one, is a Sean Rooney one from St Johnston. Uh, we put a two hundred thousand pound bid in a, probably a month or so ago, maybe a bit less than that, which was pushed back by St Johnston. I think they initially wanted about double that, maybe maybe slightly more than double that. Um, but according to Paul Davis, they've seriously softened their uh, transfer stance. I assume the players asked for a move. That's unofficially, but. That that that's to, to drop the valuation down by so much says to me something else. Something's changed. Um, and again, rumor is they want about two hundred fifty thousand, which we've been putting our bid up about fifty k. Uh, is right back double uh, two cup winners last season in the Scottish League Cup, Scottish, Scottish FA Cup. So he's had a good season. Um, it's interesting, mate. Was nip into the Scot- Scottish League. Same with Jamie Lindsay. Same with Will Volks. Um, it gets a lot of criticism the Scottish League, and rightly so, because at times it is absolute dog meat. Yeah. But there is clearly some good players up there, and this could be another one because St. Johnson fans are, look really disappointed he's going to leave. Yeah, there's, um, it certainly ruffled a few feathers in uh, St. Johnson's um, fan base, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously some gems up there. Clearly, there are, as there are in every league. Uh, no matter what the you know, no matter what the the sort of uh, the, the footballing level, um, so I, I I know nothing about the, about the guy to be honest. I, I genuinely don't, um, and, and all I can do, like I, like I keep saying, if they think he's the right man, I'm happy. That'll do me. Uh, mm. And if he comes in and he's not, then then we can start to criticise it, perhaps maybe. But but now I mean, let's if if if, if they if they valued him at four hundred k. And, and now they're willing to come, back, come down that far, then it's, it's probably going to be a done deal, isn't it? Yeah, I'd be amazed if it's not. Um, 
Danny, any other transfer rumours that you've heard? Okay. I, that is literally all I've heard so far, those uh, rumours. Um, yeah, the uh, the Sean Rooney one does seem to be gathering a bit of pace now because I remember when um, <clears throat> when the rumour first broke and the whole thing of we offered 200k because um, there's this guy who I know um, on Twitter who was up in Scotland, I think he's a, a Hamilton fan, hmm. um, and, he, and he was talking to me about it saying there's no way you'll get him for that low because he's worth at least double if not, <clears throat> if not maybe 500, 600k. Um, and got a little bit annoyed with him because of the Euros, but we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, and to say uh, St. Johnson have dropped it down to, if, if he is 250, you can have him, when it's gone from 600 to 300 to 250, it's a bit, there's something happened there. Mm. Like maybe he's heard of the interest and he's like, I want to go and try my luck in England, I don't know. But one rumour I have seen that's, just like fizzling nicely on the stove is um I think it's Connor Coventry at West Ham. I've heard that when you're right, yeah. Yeah, it, there's a rumour he might be coming in on loan to fill in our midfield potentially if Crooksy leaves. So that that'll be interesting to see. Young hungry player, needs a bit of match experience. It's uh it's gone well with Premier League teams in the past. It's also gone very uh, very <laughs> poorly. Um not to mention names but we all know what I mean. Um, so it, it'd be interesting to see if that pays off same with Sean Rooney because if he comes in he's a right back so does that mean he'd play in the back four and Harding's uh, the, the wing back in a back five like change the system I'm, I'm not sure but if he's coming in as adequate if not matching back up then fair, fair play would be a business and for that amount of money it's just following the same suit as uh, Volks and Lindsay Bring them in cheap, develop them, and that with folks is our record transfer, like I've set back, I've mentioned. Uh, and Lindsay's done well, so hopefully it's another gem from Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a it's a sale, yeah, saleable point, Ben, as well, isn't it? Because it's been fr- it's been frozen. Ben and Mick are frozen. Fantastic. Um, just come to the back. I'll come to you down until they come back. It's a saleable asset for. <laughs> It's all, our, our transfer history of bringing people in and moving them on is almost as valuable as any player we've got because we can say, right, if, if, as part of the process, you can say, right, we've got Will Volks, he's he almost got it Premier League. We've brought in Jimmy Lindsay, he's had a fantastic year in, in Championship. Come down to us, it's brilliant here. Yeah, I think uh, Ben's back, he's gone and hit the router and he's come back. <laughs> <laughs> he's broke his other wrists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, I'll ask you now, mate. This is, this is Go on then, we'll say. Um, I was just saying, the fact we've brought in several players from Scotland and it's worked out recently is a really good saleable point for someone like Sean Rooney. Sean Rooney will be talking, you know, the, football's are quite a small community. He will probably, if, if he doesn't know Jimmy Lindsay and people like that, he'll have a way of speaking to them. And I and think, well, what's this like? You know, you, you better, he's clearly enjoying himself, Lindsay, and he's successful. These, these are all good points to club to want to come to a club like us. Well, I think everyone knows that Scottish football is uh, not the best of quality, but it's very physical, uh, which League One is, and is yeah. kind of the football we play, um, especially Volks and Lindsay, uh, who, you know, are saying kind of use that as a strength against other people, especially Volks. I mean, you know what I mean, uh, and Lindsay, that matter. 
<laughs> for my FSR boat. So Lindsay's like gonna... a terrier, isn't he? Yeah. If uh, if he wants to come in and you know, have a scrap and push some people off at ball, then why not? I don't think that'll figure in the three five two or five no. three two or whatever you want to call it. I don't think that's the type of football that works well in that system. But if you want to play a four four two, go nice and English and get a bit physical, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to be. Uh, they won two cups last year, as I mentioned, St Johnston. So if he comes to us, he's giving up European football uh, from from St Johnston, which is really yeah, interesting. But it, 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 European you, you football, can, they only get smashed like ten nil every game, aren't they? To be doesn't matter, does it? It's yeah. European football. True. That's true. Um, but like, I like that. It, it shows intent for if if it all comes through. That shows intent from the player that he thinks we're going somewhere. Um, yeah, definitely. Which I like. Um, so, yeah, we've got a couple more friendlies coming up. To finish off the friendly schedule, we've got Grimsby Town on Saturday, Newcastle on Tuesday, and Middlesbrough on Friday. So, Matt Crooks will get a welcome back next Friday. Um, me and Mick have got tickets for the Newcastle game. Uh, I, I can't go to the Middlesbrough game. I'm away for that one. Um, Danny, what are your plans for all these remaining friendlies? Um, I've got me... Hang on. Um, Got my Grimsby ticket at the ready. <laughs> um, and just need to get Newcastle Milgra sorted. And yeah, I'm going to everyone that I can. Mm. So excited. I can't, I, I can't wait to get back on Tuesday. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Should be a good crowd. Hopefully, they'll. I assume we're going to let away fans in. We're not going to do a Harrogate and just say people can't come in. So hopefully, it'll be a real decent a decent atmosphere for a friendly. Just, just to go on to the topic of Harrogate, I've got a bone to pick with them. Because yeah. I, I can sort of understand why they didn't let away fans in because of this whole thing of a red zone that's appeared because of COVID. Mm. Uh, but I think it's like space around where the players are. I think that's what the red zone is. Right. Okay. Um, but and I, and I get and like with going to Rochdale, from going to Rochdale to Harrogate in consecutive days, it could be like, all right, that might be a spreading risk. Mm. But how come like a few a few I think it was like within the hour before the game kicked off, we had Sunderland tweet out saying, away tickets for Harrogate now on sale. It's a bit, yeah. you know, the, why, why is that then? Yeah. You know, it's it a bit... Sense to me. It does seem really strange. I don't understand it. Um, and then we get to pay tenner. To watch the game, you can watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you pay tenner. Um, the camera angle was one of the worst camera angles I've ever seen at a football <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, there was no replays, so I missed all three goals because I because I, I looked at my phone for one minute and missed third goal, and there was no replay, um, so I didn't I didn't see that. Um, yeah, really disappointing from Harry. But overall, disappointing. I don't want to. We're, we're not here to dig at other clubs particularly, no. but I think no, overall but, that was quite poor. Yeah, and when you've got a a camera angle that when it's going to the far side of the pitch, all you can see is railings, and then one side of the goal here. It, yeah. It's it's a bit. Could have, could have run a bit better for a 10 quid game. Bear in mind, we were paying 10 quid to watch a relegation scrap in the championship, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they don't care what we think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if I get a um, message from someone at Harrogate going, that's a bit unfair, it's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap up there this week. I think, I think we've covered just about everything we can cover for now. Um, so we will be back probably similar time next week uh, after certainly after the Newcastle game probably before the Middlesbrough game 
is our aim for next week. And then the week leading up to the uh, season, we'll get, probably get two or three episodes out like that week. Get see if we can get some proper reviews done from a few different people, see if we can mix it up uh, in the week leading up. And then when the season starts, we'll, we'll let you know what, what it is, as and when. Uh, in the meantime, you can always check out newyorktalk.co.uk. Uh, we've got a few, days match reports. When you watch the games are up there. Uh, we'll have a few things in the next week from Lewis Oldham, uh, who's got something in the pipeline about Victor Johansson uh, coming up in the next week or so. Uh, Lewis will be joining us for the next episode as well. He'll be back. Uh, he'll be with us, making his debut for the next episode. It, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> Keep your phone uh, on, we'll... Danny. <laughs> <laughs> that will do, don't worry. Look <laughs> we'll at um, Lewis, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and I can't wait to get back with my fellow Millers fans on Tuesday back at New York under the lights eventually. I always hope it's not this hot, otherwise, <laughs> I don't know it. Um, I've, re- I've released yeah. some information today about um, getting back into the grounds and, and everything else. And I have noticed that I've not seen anything in there, I've read it a couple of times, I've not seen anything in there about uh, these COVID passports and everything else. You know, having to prove that you had a negative test, none of this stuff is included in there. So hopefully that'll continue. Um, I, do, I, I understand you do have to have a microchip implanted into the back of your skull uh, so that they can monitor your every move and make sure that you don't. But other than that, I think I think we'll all be fine. So um, yeah, they won't, they won't be able to wear masks, don't they? Not while you're sitting down, but while you're moving around. It's the request on the website, yeah. uh, which is for me fair enough. I'm sure some people won't like yeah. it, but. That's fine by me. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for listening. Please subscribe to iTunes and YouTube. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can always get us on there. Like the video, if you please, as well. Give us a five-star rating wherever you're watching and listening, please. Um, ben, it's been a pleasure. I know we've kept you up longer than normal. That's why the yawns came in. Um, you won't be with us next week, will you, Ben, because you're off training? Uh, what day? We'll talk about this afterwards. Mick, you're, I'm sure you'll always be here. Might be, might not be. Who knows? Uh, uh, yeah, I will be. Yeah. Okay, cheers. Oh, am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and Danny, appreciate you doing this again. It's last minute, Joey, but we appreciate you doing this again, mate. And we'll, uh, we'll certainly see you back on you very, very soon. Yeah, no worries. Always happy to, to jump on this and fill in where I can. Cheers, mate. And thank you all for listening. Like I said, we really do really appreciate it. And we'll keep some stuff coming up in the next few weeks. And we'll see you very soon. Cheers, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 